Well, Thanksgiving week is well underway. Welcome to the Asylum Football Inside Slant, coming to you live from the frigid attic of a barn studios here in just lovely Harrisville, Pennsylvania, where Scrooge McBriggs is counting his cash. There's just pallets of cash behind him. I could barely get him on the microphone this morning, but Mr. Briggs has graces with his presence. How you doing this morning, buddy? From the posh penthouse studio Which in beautiful Harrisville, Pennsylvania. We are Flager and Briggs. Welcome to week 12 of the Inside Slant. It's almost over, Rick. Almost over. Unfortunately. We are what? Most... Most leagues, we're looking at this week and next. And yeah, the most, playoff yeah. start, playoff push is on. A lot came out of Thursday. I think we'll, we'll do this show a little different than normal. Well, obviously, we took some time off for for the holiday in the middle of the week. Just did the uh, Fantasy Sports Network show, so head on over to FantasySportsNetwork.com and check that out if you missed your midweek Flieger and Briggs fix. Otherwise, we're going to go here. We're going to recap the Thursday games, get you ready uh, – with your injury updates for today, pick our games, answer your questions. The ma- mailbag is still full, although not as full as usual because there was so much fantasy impact on Thursday. And, Rick, I came out of Thursday with a with an impression of, of something that's going on in the NFL, and that is the level of play in the league this year is god-awful. It is terrible. It is despicable. Two just absolute drubbings, not even competitive games. The third game, you got a team in Green Bay. Love what I'm seeing with Eddie Lacy. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but just a terrible game. The Packers stink. The NFL stinks this year, Rick, and I don't understand why. What happened? We all remember that um, press conference with Denny Green. They're who they thought we are. The Jets aren't who we thought we are. And we let them off the hook. Yeah. Hold on, let me try that again. But they are who we thought they were. Yeah. And we let them off the hook. The Jets aren't who we thought they were. The no. Packers aren't who they thought they were. You know, Broncos, they're not who we thought they were. They're all defense, no offense. It, it's really strange. And you're right. I mean, I think the level of play is has fallen off. I don't know. I mean, I'm not certainly not going to say the players – aren't as good and so forth. But it I think it's a culmination of and maybe I'm totally wrong. One of it is these convoluted rules and so well, that's many, number one. So many flags. It makes the game about unwatchable. And there's no flow to the game None. any any longer. None. Because everything's coming back. Exactly. Or everything needs replayed or discussed by Ed Hockley for twenty five minutes. Exactly. Um you know, and I still think there's I still think there's a lack of chemistry. You know, I, I don't like to always reflect back to the old days and everything. But you go back 30, 40 years ago, teams stayed together. I mean, there's something to be said for that. Oh, there, there are so many teams, one- and two-year guys, you know, with that team. And, and it's not – you just don't have the chemistry with so many guys like that. I mean – you see, after the game, they're all friendly, laugh. They all right. know each other. They're all buddies. Yeah. yeah. Forty years ago, they punch each other. Maybe. No, definitely. All right. I mean, there's no question about that. They hated each other because they stayed together. I don't want it to go back to that. Right. But I would like to see it less of – yeah, I mean, the NFL is just as guilty as the players for no loyalty. I mean, somebody – they sign a five-year deal, but they have a bad couple of years, and they want to cut them and right. so forth. Oh, you know, 
you have a, you know, if they just stayed together longer, I think it would make teams a lot better. Yeah, I, I think what it is for me is I thought about it. Number one, this is <clears throat> the only week of the season until we get to the playoffs when fantasy football is completely wrapped up, where I sit down, I watch an individual game with nothing else going on. I'm not writing an article. I'm not prepping a show. I'm not watching the red zone and watching 16 games at the same time. I, I'm not doing any of that. So I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm watching this Lions and Eagles debacle. I mean, number one, the Eagles are just a disaster. And I think uh, Chip Kelly <laughs> signed his death warrant there on Thursday, number one. But then number two, you look at it, to your point, there's no flow to the game. So, so you think back, there is – it has been made impossible by the league to play any defense whatsoever, number one. Number two, these teams don't practice anymore. The new CBA, in the name of safety, you can't play defense. In the name of safety, you can't get any practice in. No flow to the game. The referees don't know what the rules are. We sure as hell don't know what the rules are. We have to review absolutely everything. We have to discuss everything. Everything is a foul because you can't play defense, because you can't tackle, because you can't block. Right. And these games are so choppy and unwatchable, and there's such an imbalance, you know, in the name of parody, they've made the whole thing bad. And it's become a point, I think, I don't remember what show we talked about it on, but now it's become if you don't have one of these elite quarterbacks, you absolutely cannot compete. You can't win. Well, we'll find out with Denver, I guess. But you generally cannot win with just running in defense like so many teams did even 10 years ago. We have legislated competitiveness out of the game is where I see it. And I think maybe it was just jarring to me because this is really the first time in 2015, I sat down and watched a game for a game. You know, I, right. Like I said, I wasn't writing. I wasn't watching the red zone. I wasn't flipping around. I wasn't prepping a show. I sat down, you know, you're, you're holed up in, in a relative's house, no HD, <laughs> no internet connectivity, and you're forced to just watch that game for that game. And it's a god-awful product. Terrible. Yeah, it, 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 it's I agree. I mean, I don't know how really to expound on that. I mean, you can come up with all different elements of the game that make it worse. And and I'll tell you what, I mean, TV timeouts are another thing. Oh. They are every three minutes. Right. I mean, it's ludicrous. I mean, you used to have, and I understand you need the revenue and so forth, and that's not a a huge problem, but it just seems like, you might be in the middle of the second quarter. Somebody's down 21-7. They're on a drive, maybe doing the hurry up or something. Oh, TV timeout. Yep. You know, and, boy, the, the flow of it's gone again. Well, yeah. Everything's gone, so no flow of the game. So enough of that kvetching. We will save that for midweek. Looks like we got Jersey on the line. Let's hop over there, see if everything's going to cooperate. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. <laughs> hey, happy uh, belated uh, Thanksgiving. Hey, quick question. Um, I'm up 40 40- I'm a, I'm a 
Oh boy, that that that's so tough. D- Drone is interesting, and I understand why you have him in there now because he just touches the ball so much. I'm not sure I like that Arizona matchup. I think this is a game where they're going to be down early. They're going to be off, down off and just get slapped around. The Buffalo's got a tough, tough matchup heading into Kansas City. Tyrod Taylor's one of my sits of the week. Rick, am I crazy? I'm leaning Nate Washington here. We got Brian Hoyer back going up while at home going up against that god-awful New Orleans offense. You're going to have Hopkins running all over the place, and Washington just there to clean everything up. But Washington's an intriguing play for me this week. I actually, Jersey, was sitting here when you were uh, reading the names <laughs> off and Rick started. I mean, Nate Washington popped to the top of the list for me right off the bat. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I really love Sammy Watkins. Don't get me wrong, but the matchup and his inconsistency make him hard to get in there. I mean, he he may win you a game, but he may be that guy that disappears. But uh, Washington seems to be fairly solid when he's in there. And, um, you know, I think it may be the play. Look, New Orleans, everybody and their brother passes for 4 million yards on them. Why not Nate Washington getting his share? Yeah, when I when I read it, I saw that. You know, Hopkins is the number one. The number two is, is Washington. And then when they go to three wide out, Cecil Shorts is coming in. I saw it. I forget where I was reading it yesterday. So that made me think, well, you know, you know again, yeah, Cecil Shorts did throw a touchdown and get some badge of plays, which they won't probably do again. But like you said, against a bad New Orleans defense, same players, different defense coach, I still think it could be problems for, like I said, so I like Washington for his drones. Let's get stuff out of the backfield. But I, I think what's fucking has more upside Washington than maybe drones. You know what I mean? Is, right. Is what my thinking was there. And also, Junior, he won again, man. His top league, he's 6-5. and five. He wins out this week, and he wins out next week. He makes the playoffs because he's dangerous. Here's what he's got. I, I told him to stick Matt Ryan and go with Dalton. He could, he could, he could pick up Hoyer because he does have Hopkins, Landry, Barnes, Beth, Sterling. Um, the problem is if he gets hit one time in the head coming off that concussion, Hoyer could, could be a, a problem. You know what I mean? And he's, 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 the guy's already used Rodgers against him. But he's going to take him in six. So my kid's only down 24 to 11. So he's got plenty of options. His question is, right now he's got Martavius Bryant in as his flex. It is a PPR league. The only other options he has would be like he has Ware um, as an option uh, to put in there. I mean, he's got days, but he could use for the Jeff Orange. But do you like Martavius Bryant in a PPR league over Ware this week since Ware is starting against Buffalo? Yeah, I, I think I do. West isn't completely out. They have named Ware the starter, the, but they say West is going to be a game time decision. You right. worry about you worry about that matchup for Martavis Bryant. One thing I, I like about him, and I don't think it's going to matter if you're an Antonio Brown owner, but all the word coming out is that 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 they're going to Sherman's going to shadow Antonio Brown. So I think I think the Steelers are, are going to exploit that a little bit. And I think, Brian, you can get over the top of this Seattle defense this year. They're tougher intermediate. You can get over the top of them. That's Brian's role. In a PPR, if you had a better option, we we, we could maybe talk about it a little more because I don't think he's going to have seven, eight catches. But he's going to have two or three legitimate shots over the top 
I think they're clearing Richard Sherman out. And I think Brian, he's always a candidate for a long touchdown. And I think he, he's got an even better chance this week. That it's The real weakness, I think, of this Seattle defense is getting over the top of them. As long as Roethlisberger has enough time to get rid of the ball, as long as he's healthy, I'm going to stick with Brian here, even in a PPR. I, I, what, what do you think, Ray? I, I, I don't think it's even close for me. No, it is not for me. I'd have to stick with Bryant, too, Jersey. You know, because – Rick mentioned, you know, West is basically a game-time decision. So, you know, he probably won't start. But, you know, if he suits up, he'll probably see some action. I see this game could be a real slugfest. Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly one. And I think, you know, Buffalo, they can still play defense. I I don't like any of Buffalo's offenses match up this week, but I I think they can slow down. They have no fear of Alex Smith and Jeremy Maglin, so they're going to key on whoever's running the ball, and I think Rex Ryan can take that away. Hey, does, does, does Junior keep – and we appreciate that. Like, like, he usually goes with, like, uh, he's got Gurley and he's got McFadden, who usually starters. On his bench, I think he's got Wernow, he's got Anderson, he's got Anderson. What he did is he dropped Theo Riddick, who really wasn't playing. I play Riddick and he left him. I got 17 points out of him because he picked up Ware, figuring if it's what's called half more because you never know what Riddick with that three-headed monster, what's what. And in the city, you got a two-headed monster with Ware and McFadden. Was where the good option to pick up? I mean, you couldn't get the other two guys, Rawls and guys from uh, uh, Baltimore. But it was where the good guy to keep on there, or, or, or should he go back and get not today, but next week drop C.J. Anderson and get and get uh, ready? What do you guys think about that in the PPR? Or you can hang on to Anderson, hoping that if Hillman gets hurt, maybe he, he'll be the man. He's his first round pick. What do you what do you suggest, guys? I think I think I'd sit Pat if stand Pat if I was him. I, I think they're going to give the ball a lot to West, but but Ware's going to get his carries. Here's the thing with Riddick, he'd been such a disappointment the last several weeks. He busted out this week on Thursday. I throw everything in that game out. Philadelphia is just such a disaster. I think Riddick, if he needs a guy, if he has concerns, but I <clears throat> I think he already has that guy in C.J. Anderson that you can slide in and hope for a big PPR day from. Him and Riddick are the same guy. So I might stick with Ware on the chance that if West is banged up, here's a guy who's going to get 100% of the carries. I like to have that guy at the end of my bench. You know, look, he's going to be starting early in McFadden every week anyhow. So it would only be an emergency where he's looking for a C.J. Anderson. And C.J. Anderson and Theo Riddick are the same guy to me. So I wouldn't carry two of them. I would carry a wear just in case West continues to be banged up, continues to miss time. Now you've got a guy who's getting 100% of the snaps. If they get a favorable matchup, it's something you can look at. So I think I stand pat there. Okay, I'll tell him that there. He, he shouldn't win today. Again, the other guy he's going against next week, so both could be 7 and 5. And a lot of these guys that are 7 and 4 could lose this week, it looks like. And my son, he scored – like 1,750 points. He's got the second most points. He scored He scored the second most. So when it comes to tiebreaker, if both are tied, it doesn't matter who be who, it's based on points. So he, he, can, he can snag in. Or like I said, Gina lost the first four games, won the next four, lost one, and won two. Now he's knocking off all these number one teams because all his guys girl is back. And the barn that he has, he has gates. You know what I mean? He's got that bad now. But he lost four. He lost four. So he's He's putting up points. So, again, I appreciate what you do for me. I know Junior appreciates you wanting me to thank you guys for the voice you give me to give him. He's actually on night work all, all this weekend, so he's home sleep and he got home about 7.15. So he asked me to ask you about the, uh, those couple questions for his team. So 
be appreciated too. And guys, like like everything, I appreciate the time. Thanks for your voice. You guys enjoy your weekend. Best of luck to you guys, and we'll chat again next Sunday. And uh, again, I appreciate your help and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Hey, you too, Jersey. Right. Appreciate the we call, appreciate buddy. It, Jersey, and uh, send our best to Junior. Appreciate what he's out there doing every day. So, Rick, I don't know. There's there so much to do. So much. Yeah, to wait, do let's go to the chat room cool, here. Good. Pretty easy one here for okay. me, anyway. He needs two running backs from Ivory Hillman, Rawls, and Andrews. Ivory Hillman, Rawls, and Andrews. All right, so I'll stop. I won't write Andrews down. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got to start Rawls here, right, Rick? I, yeah. I mean, honestly, when you look at the numbers, and as somebody who watches the Steelers closely, I don't understand how or why, but they are tough against opposing running backs from a fantasy standpoint. I don't know how it, it ends up that way, but I think coming off that big performance, I think you're going to plan on grinding it out, quite frankly. I think this could be a big game for Jimmy Graham if we get into any starts and sits, but I'm going Rawls here. Ivory Hillman, you know, that's tougher. I, I think that's tougher than you may think. I, you can run a little bit on the Patriots. I think they're going to try to establish that with Osweiler here in prime time. Ivory going up against Miami. I think i got to go Ivory here, Rick. He's been bad the last couple of weeks. So I understand the question. This is Ivory Rawls to me. It goes Rawls, Ivory, and Hillman a close third. I just I can't mess with that Denver backfield unless I absolutely have to, even coming off the 100-yard game. So give me Rawls and Ivory here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you may get 100 yards out of Hillman, but uh, you may not either. So, yeah, may, I mean, I, I know that's kind of a weird statement, but you know what I mean? It, it's Ivory's going to get the rock. Right. Rawls is going to get the rock. Whether or not Ivory does anything with it, it's been the right. issue lately, but I, I'm not scared of that Miami But their their volume plays are solid starters. They have been. Well, Rawls hasn't been, but he's showing that he can be. Ivory's been a solid starter all year. Denver backfield's been up in the air all year long. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. You know, Ivory, Rawls, flip a coin, but it's those two. Yeah. Hillman's third. Andrew's out of the picture for yeah. me. Yeah, I can't. Andrew's is always intriguing. He seems like he touches the ball a lot, but at the end of the day, the numbers aren't just aren't there. He's one of those guys. It, it, it's very strange with him. He is intriguing, though. I like that kid. He may have, yeah. he may have finally found a running back in Tennessee. Well, it certainly wasn't Eddie Bishop saying. No. So, <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and I can understand why you would think that at home against Oakland. I mean, you know, a defense that has given up yards after yards. Oh, and, yeah, they're, and, they're bad. You know, yeah. Uh, and he's certainly not out of the picture, I guess, you know, really in the whole scheme of things. But I, I just think Rawls and Ivory are the two solid starters yeah. out of that. I don't think I'm breaking new ground here. If you're playing a daily league today, how about some Delaney Walker? Yeah, there you go. The absolute worst defense in the league against fantasy tight ends. He's become a bigger part of this offense. As long as you have somebody who's able to tip the ball, because that is the only way he catches touchdown passes is if they touch, if it touches at least two defenders prior to that. So, well, hopefully that good, uh, good juju continues for Marcus Mariota. You got it. All right, let's get moving. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Danny Amendola. Does this surprise you whatsoever, Rick? This is why. The, the previous injury was such a big deal, not the fact that they lost Julian Edelman. The no. fact that Danny Amendola stepped into that role, and you knew this was going to happen. This is the, the issue for Danny Amendola. This guy could be an all-pro. 
each and every year. He's just one of those unfortunate guys who can't stay healthy. Here he is. He's not even making the trip to Denver. If the news come out on Sunday or on Monday, whenever it came out, yeah, it's a mild knee sprain. He's not going to miss any time. And then, bang, they don't even take him to Denver with him. You're going to see him again, but he's going to be nicked up in Patriots fans. I'm getting worried. Not that I'm worried because I don't care to see them continue their success. Right. But if I was a Patriots fan, I think it's finally caught up with them. You know they have three it's, active it's wide tough. receivers on their roster right now? It's it's extremely difficult. You can't – I mean, it's almost like an army. You can only lose so many right. people. You don't have anybody to fight with. Yeah, and they got – they got the best general, and then right. whatever, you know, I was never man enough to serve whatever, Brady, whatever, whatever yeah. Brady would be. The best two in the world, but when you have nothing below them, and they have overcome so much with so little and been so successful with so little on the offensive side right. of the ball, now you got no offensive line. Brady's just getting the hell knocked out of him. Right. Just that's, getting beat up, and he doesn't like that. You get down around his feet, that's where he's vulnerable. And any quarterback, I don't care who he is, if you're hitting him every third play, you're going to affect things. He needs time to run that offense. Now you take Amendola out. You take – I keep wanting to say Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. <laughs> I don't know why I keep wanting to say Wes, Wes Welker. You take Deion Lewis, another right. – no offensive he. line. You know, you're down to Brandon LaFell and Gronk. You know, Gronk's the best tight end probably that ever played. But absolutely, they did a lot with nothing at wide receiver, but they are less than nothing at this point. And, and I, I'd be worried if I, was a Pats, if I was a Pats fan right now. Well, of course you're you're going to be worried. You just don't like to see any of that kind of stuff. You know, Amendola's hurt. They're down to what LaFell. Yeah, who, who do they have on that team? I, I'm not. They're all practice squad I'd guys. I'd have to pull right? it up. You yeah. haven't heard heard of them. They're right. all practice right. squad yeah, guys. Slater, Harper. Right. I, I, yeah. You don't know these guys exactly. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, do you put Brandon Bolden in the slot somewhere? Maybe. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm curious what they're going to do because that's such a key role. LaFell's a downfield receiver. LaFell can't fill that role. I'm curious who it's going to be. Do they do something? Well, I mean, that'd be something Belichick would do. He'd find a Bolden or a Blunt right. or a, 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 a who? I don't know. A White? Somebody put him in that slot and they may have a big game. I just don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's curious. I was in, uh, of course, you know the dilemma I was in that one leg I'm in with the contracts and so forth where I missed the draft and tried to build a team out of throwaways that were left over. But yeah, never um, auto-draft. Very act, bad. Actually, uh, pick, well, no, just didn't draft. It just <laughs> filled in after <laughs> they did. But I picked up Amendola and then uh, promptly traded him away for a player and a round, you know, a third-round yeah, third pick from next year. Somebody trying to get to the playoffs right. needed somebody that could produce. I. Just he can't, just can't trust him. He's made out of glass. Right, and he he can't be on the field for the majority of the snaps, which that, that slot role in Tom Brady's offense, you were on the field every snap. You were the first option on every play, and so he just he can't stand up to that. But moving on, we talked about uh, with Jersey, Brian Hoyer will start this week. I think that sets up very well for him and others against that that bad New Orleans defense. This is what I found interesting, Lloyd. Lloyd, <laughs> is I'm, I'm reading as I look at you. <laughs> Michael Floyd, probable for the Chargers, is just anemic as they looked last week. You wouldn't think Michael Floyd coming back would be a big deal. You mean but for it, the Cardinals? No, for the Chargers. Well, you said Michael. What? You said Michael Floyd. Oh, no, Malcolm Floyd. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I called you Lloyd. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay, Frank. I, I got the turkey hangover here, Rick. I, I guess Malcolm Floyd probably gives them one more weapon anyhow, and as bad as they looked at home last week, 
you start worrying about Rivers. You start worrying about Danny Woodhead. Start. Start worrying about Antonio They are so Gates. anemic. 33-3 last week against Kansas City. Antonio Gates, I think, had one catch. Right. Uh, it, Explain it, that one. I don't. You wouldn't think it could get that bad. It, right. No, Woodhead taking the hook, taking zippy. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, he had absolutely nothing. Gates had one catch. Uh, we talk about Philadelphia being a mess. San Diego's a real mess, yeah. too. And they're more on the Patriots' line. They're just injuries just have crushed them. Nobody, yeah, no Everybody's doubt. hurt on the defense. They're well, let's head into the chat oh, room. It's starting that. to get backed up here. We have um, Hasselback versus Tampa Bay or Tyrod versus Kansas City. Ugh, I can't mess or with Tyrod. At Kansas yeah, City, Yeah, I can't too. mess with Tyrod in Arrowhead. This is my – I don't like Hasselback. I, I think what we saw at the beginning of the year was as good as it's going to get. I think what we saw last week is who Hasselback's going to be. But Tyrod in Kansas City where they're playing some defense, he's my sit of the week at quarterback. So I'm going to go with Hasselback on this one. Yeah, unless you're looking for a real splash. I mean yeah, – um, Hope for a long run, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's about – yeah, Hasselback, you know what you're going to get with him. Look, the guy, yeah, you saw what he did last week and they won. So, you know, he's just that kind of quarterback. He's he's basically a general out there, and, and he manages the game well. It's an old cliche. But he'll get you, you know, your few points. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'd two, have to go with Hasselbeck, to be honest with you. Those couple early turnovers at the beginning of the game, he sort of calmed out. I don't expect that again. That's not who Matt Hasselbeck is. So, I think you're looking at like an Alex Smith type of deal here. 200 yards, 225 yards, he'll get you in the end zone once you hope for a second one. I don't expect him to turn the ball over a bunch anymore. It could be a disaster for Tyrod. That's a tough place to play, and Kansas City's a rolling a little bit right now. Yes, they That's are. Four rivers. Yes, they are. Okay, we in a different league, uh, we have to bench one. All right. Let me get my pen out. There's only three. Oh, okay. Kirk Cousins, okay. Matt Hasselbeck, Jameis Winston. So we're in a two QB league. I've got to sit one down. Hasselbeck, Winston. I think I'm going to sit Cousins here. Washington struggles. Well, they're back home. Cousins is just two totally different quarterbacks, home and on the road. The Giants, I, I'm sitting Cousins. He's, he's the one I can trust the least out of this. I, I believe in James Winston right now. Oh, I do, too. I think I, he's a given. Now, he's going to turn the ball over, you. but he's going to make play. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think New York is second in turnover differential. Or, or at least an amount of takeaways, I think, in the league, second or third, something like that. I, I love to turn it over. Yeah, and I, I think that they stay that in that same role. I think uh, I think maybe the Giants just may take control of the East today. Right. So, um, well, God yeah. knows nobody else wants it. No. <laughs> maybe they do. So we'll bench Cousins in this situation. PPR, White of the Patriots. All right. Or Bernard of Cincinnati. Oh, who's Cincinnati got? The St. Louis. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. You know what, Rick? I'm gonna go with. He's they're going up against. I'm Denver. going Bernard. I'll answer yeah. first. I, yeah. I'm going Bernard. I, I, he's. You know what you're getting with Gio Bernard, right? And you don't know what you'll get. I mean, look, the upside of White is his, up there. His ceiling. There's nobody is, left as we just right. hit. There's earlier. no ceiling for White. That's what's intriguing about him. Yeah. He may not see the field either, though. Right. That's why I like Bernard. Yeah, so I guess if you are desperate, desperate, you need a 25-point performance here, maybe White's the guy because like we said, they could put him in that slot role. They're going to have to do something if they're going to be competitive in this game with everybody out. So White is yeah. a high, high upside play 
you just need steady, I think this would be a Gio Bernard game. They're not going to pound it with Jeremy Hill. He's, he's been bad as it is. You're not going to just pound it up the middle on St. Louis. So Bernard in a PPR, I think he's safe. I think five, six grabs. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So I'm going to hedge a little bit. 90% of the time, I'm going to play Geo here. If you need a splash, if this is the position where you need to get that big bump, then White's intriguing. There's just, not only does he have a high ceiling, I don't think he has a ceiling. Right. But yeah, but he's got a hard floor, though, is the problem. You're not kidding. He does. And, and Bernard's floor is going to be way higher than White's. Right. But, and, and I think Bernard is the much safer play, solid play. You know that it's a solid play. White, to me, is like you said, unless you're desperation, you lose your out right. mode and you have to have yeah, maybe you're this down, huge splash. Down big coming out of Thursday, you need 30 from somebody. You're not going to get that from Geo. You well, could get it from White. He needs points big time because Forte screwed him. Yeah, Forte will do that. I want to talk about that a little bit, too. <clears throat> I might go with White, me personally. I think – Saying that he could come out with a zero, quite frankly. But if this is me, if I'm down big and I got to have this, I'm going to go with White here. Just the sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, I mean, I generally and, and you know me, Bernard. I would probably play Bernard. You would. You're, I, you're stubborn. Because that's me. I, I want. I know the points. If he's going to get 15, 16 points, maybe upwards of right. even the 20s, I'll take that. And and gamble that White doesn't get the thirty five. That's what I like about you. You would rather lose by fifteen than risk losing by forty or winning by one. I like that about <laughs> you. Steady as a rock. You know what I mean? We can say, All right, Rick, here's if we flip a coin, you're either gonna win by one or lose by forty, or on the other side, you're only gonna lose by ten. You'll take that losing by ten every time. Or I may time. win by ten. I like that about you. Yeah, steady as a rock, right. stubborn as a mule. Exactly. Yeah, I dig that. I'll I'll give you that. Okay, PPR, Gore, right. C.J. Anderson. Got to go Gore here. Yeah, and I don't like his matchup. No, it's a don't, terrible matchup. But it's Frank Gore, and, you know, C.J. Anderson to me He can is, pop off any week, quite He's frankly. off the radar for me, though. Right. I, he just really is. Uh, and Gore's at home. Of course, Denver's at home as well, but they're playing New England. I know you can – move the ball on New England and this, that, and the other. But I don't know. I, I Gore, to me, is a much solid. We know play. what his role is going to be. Right. And we don't, frankly. Know. I mean, C.J. Anderson hardly saw the field last week. Right. Hillman coming off a 100-yard game, so he's going to get every opportunity. So that that that's one I'm going to go conservative, even with the bad matchup, and go with Gore. Okay, this is going to be a lot tougher question. Uh-oh. Because we can only pick one Ooh, in only, PPR. I only get one. I hate these. I know, me too. Martavis Bryant. Okay. Alan Hearns. Oh, man. Your boy, Dante Moncrief. All right. Or Stephon Diggs. Oh, my God. We only get one. Yeah, that's stupid. My man. goodness. I think I'd have to go with Hearns. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, I really like what I'm seeing uh, with with the Allen boys in Jacksonville. And, and if you can keep him on the field, and right now he's on the field, he delivers. I, I think I would go with Hearns, then Bryant. I don't really like the other two. I don't like Diggs' matchup this week either, but I, he'd probably be third. But, I mean, to me, it's Hearns and Bryant. Yeah, <clears throat> Hearns, Bryant, Diggs, Moncrief. But Moncrief's kind of disappeared. He seems to be a little more relevant with Hasselback starting, quite frankly, and Hilton tends to take a step back. I'm going to do it again, though, Rick. Hearns is clearly the play here, unless you need the big splash. 
then maybe Martavis Bryant's your guy because would you be shocked, Rick, if you woke up tomorrow morning and opened up the paper? How's that for an old reference right there? And you saw this stat line from Martavis Bryant. Three catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns. You could see six catches, 162. Right. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, you could. But Hearns is the guarantee to get in the end zone. Hearns is at home against a San Diego defense right. that, right. you know, they give up chunks of yards, you know, especially on the ground, but even in the air lately. So, I mean, I think it, this yeah, game. Yeah, Yeldon started the week at uh, Oh, yeah, back no doubt boy. about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to – Hearn's a conservative play. If you're shooting for the moon, it's Bryant because you just – he sometimes he just puts up these cartoon-like numbers. But you know exactly what you're going to get out of Hearn's, and it's it's going to be in the end zone. You, you got it. Write it down. So, we caught up there, Rick? Yes, indeed. All right. So, let's go through. Uh, we talked about West. Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision. News out of Kansas City. Ware is going to get the start either way. Not sure what that means. Looks like Travis Kelsey's going to go, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Ryan or Rashard Matthews both going to go. Kate, I know you've been waiting for this news all week. Rick Case Keenum out, Nick Foles to start, so now you know uh, who to slide into your your lineup at quarterback. Actually, um, that is probably a little bigger news to Tavon Austin owners really? than and, and your false humorous uh, quarterback situation. Tavon Austin certainly has produced a lot better with uh, Nick Foles in there. And, um, you know, I think he's probably – I still think he's the better option. I know he's horrible. They're right. both bad. Yeah. But, um, you know, with a concussion, you're not going to see Case Keenum, Keenum come in for the uh, rescue. So, Foles is it. Yeah. And, he's, um, he's the man. So. Yeah. Uh, looking at these Thursday games, Rick, I don't know. There's not – I throw everything out of that Detroit-Philadelphia game. Obviously loved – I'm sure you loved uh, Calvin Johnson finally looking like Calvin Johnson. I'm going to throw that out. Oh, everything on Detroit looked like, you yeah, know, look world busters. Yeah, yeah, Stafford just rolling, and he could just as easily go out and lay an egg. So, I'm throwing that game out. Tony Romo, Rick, everybody who was patient, excited, he's back. Something that somehow that offensive line turned awful all of a sudden breaks that clavicle again. Tony Romo out for the year. Rumor swirling, although Jerry Jones denies it, that there's some consideration of shutting Des Bryant down, that he isn't 100% healthy, that this season's a loss. Bryant said he won't have it. Jerry Jones says they won't do it. But odd that that was floating around out there for a little bit. Is is it media fodder just trying to come up with something Maybe more out of Dallas? Maybe turning it into their gunna. That happens a lot. You're 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 three and eight, and you know, coming off of that debacle on Thanksgiving, they're still not dead. I mean, granted, Tony Romo's gone. They're not going to win the division, but they still have something to play for. Oh, absolutely, but contract. Well, not only that, but I mean, even the. Giants lose, they're what, two games out of the division lead. I mean, they're still alive. Theoretically, I mean, to yeah, say, and, okay, and we're not, we're not, well, yeah, exactly. But to say, okay, we're folding, folding up the wagons and heading out because the season's lost is ludicrous. I, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation, right. billion dollar team. I mean, I just don't understand. Oh, well, we're done this year. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't believe it. Yeah, so I, I don't buy that. The game I do want to talk about, Chicago-Green Bay. And, and there's so many places we can go. Number one, if you were patient with Eddie Lacy, if you made deals late for Eddie Lacy when he was at his worst, I got my hand up in the air so I could beat my chest a little bit. 
congratulations. You were right. I think that week off, that inactive for that groin, as I do the air quotes, you, you talked about it on Fantasy Sports Network on Wednesday, Rick. That was a benching. That was a wake-up call. Eddie Lacy has got it rolling. Big news heading into the fantasy playoffs. Devontae Adams is horrific. That was the worst game I've ever seen by a wide receiver, the game Adams played. And then on the other side, Forte back healthy. Jeremy Langford got plenty of work. Jeremy Langford ends up being the one in the end zone. I think you've got a true RBBC there, and that that's crushing for Matt Forte owners. Oh, and they already um... – they already had the rumors at Forte done in Chicago, the question marks and all that. So, I mean, they're basically already expecting him gone. They find their guy. I, I don't know what all that's about, but let's go to the chat room here. We have some more questions. We all get right. caught up. Standard six points touchdown, minus two turnover. All right. And minus one sack. Ooh. Okay. On the quarterback. Would Ouch. you Would you play Rivers? Okay. Bortles. Okay. Or pick up Tyrod Taylor off waivers. Bortles. I think I would, too. I think I would. And, you know, another part of the question, if you go to the waiver wire, who would you drop? Hyde, Ryan Matthews, Morris, or Drone? I would keep all those guys and, and go with Blake Bortles. Yeah. I, I think I mean, I could, he, could be, he could up. be 330 today. Yeah. Oh, there's no question I mean, I, th- I think he could. You worry about the turnovers with San Diego, but – Rivers is going to turn the ball over uh, quite a lot. Rivers is going to take some hits. Either. The sacks are going to be equal, so the yardage is six point per touchdown. I'm going to go with Jacksonville here. Hearns is going to have one. Robinson's going to have one. So there, there's 12 right there. Yeah, I, I go Bortles here. Yeah, I agree. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> you think, boy, San Diego against Jacksonville, that should be a dream matchup for Phillip Rivers, but – I got to back away. I, I love Phil Rivers. I love Gates. I got to back away right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm to the point of I don't really – I mean, I have a lot of Gates stock that, you know, I'm not excited about anybody on San Diego until they wake up out of this funk that they're in. They are as big a mess as Philadelphia is. And if you think you want anybody from Philadelphia, <laughs> I mean, it, it is. It's so bad. But anyway um, – you know, oh, and Bortles is also on the waiver. So if we go to the oh, waiver, so this is a waiver up, move. Okay. Okay. Hyde, Matthews, Morris, or Drone. Morris is who the one I would drop. Yeah, there. he doesn't play. Drone's going to get the ball. Hyde. I'm starting to believe we're not going to see him again. But if we do, he he's going to be that top guy. So I'll hold on to that San Francisco tandem to see who ends up finishing out the year. Morris is the one you can get rid of. He's going to play this week. You would think they would shut Matt Jones down because he just loves to kick the ball. I think he, he yeah. wants to be a soccer player. But they're not going to give him the ball enough. They hate him. I don't know why. They and if you dropped Hyde, I, I wouldn't. No, you'd be fine. I, yeah, who cares? Uh, it, it's but more Because I'm not sure what one. San Francisco is even going to do. They're out of it. Let's face it, the fantasy season's down to about two games. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to need Hyde going into the playoffs. Yeah, are you? At yeah. what point are you going to be in such desperate streaks, you're going to plug Alfred Morris into your line. Right. It's not going to happen. Exactly. So I, I would go Bortles and, uh, you know, Drop hope for the best. That, that, that's the thing, yeah. Okay. I think we're caught up. All right. So where are we at here? Time to, eh, 20 minutes to go. We can pick these games, Rick, and we'll spend a little more time on them. The mailbag is full, so we can get a good jump on that. All right. Minnesota, Rick, traveling to a very disappointing Atlanta Falcons. 
Well, I tell you what, it's well, you know, it land. It's not that they're that disappointing. They're basically who we thought they were. Now, I mean, this six and five and O team, whatever it was. No, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, they are now. It's just I figured they might win a couple, lose a couple, win one, lose one, this that, and the other. But they happen to run what five in a row off right. or whatever it is, and they're one and four since. They can't hold a lead. They're, you know, they're just not that great of a team. Let's not forget, they were terrible last year. True. Yeah, and Nothing changed. Not really. Roddy White doesn't even play anymore. So, yeah. I mean, Devontae Freeman has exerted himself, but he's He's been banged up. He's out this week. Exactly. So, I like Minnesota. I don't care if they're going to Atlanta or not. I think the defense is very tough. Matt Ryan has shown that he loves to throw picks as well as just terrible. many quarterbacks. They had that game one against Indianapolis. 21-7. Just, just a horrific pick terrible. inside your own 10. No excuse off. for it. No excuse for it. I like Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota 24, Atlanta 20. Well, we're close there. I got Minnesota 24-21. I think big game for, for Adrian Peterson. He gets it rolling again. If he could stop fumbling, things would be a lot better. He's loved to put the ball on the carpet this year. But Matt Ryan will turn the ball over, and that's going to be the difference in this game. We have St. Louis still out east here taking on Cincinnati Bengals. Coming off of what I would call a good loss out out in Arizona last yeah. week. They, they, they've woken me up a little bit. This team may be more legit in the playoffs than we expect. Yeah, we talked about that at length on the Fantasy Sports Network show, and I thought this was going to be a defining game for them coming off that horrific loss and then they had to go to Arizona, and, you know, we said they didn't have to win that game, but they had to look like they were in it, like right. this could be still a Super Bowl matchup in the future, and it does. It could be. It does. It'd be a it, fun one to watch. Yeah, it is, and, and they played well, and, and I think that um, the Rams are not nearly as good as Arizona. I like Cincinnati. Going away, 34-17. Boy, we are just simpatico today, so fade us all over the place. I've got Cincinnati 34-13. There you go. (laughs) Are you concerned at all, though? A.J. Green has disappeared for the better part of a month now. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about that. Uh, In this matchup, although this St. Louis defense is tremendous, we have top five actual defenses in the league. Cincinnati's going to have trouble running. Andy Dalton's going to make plays. I think they can – the defense is good enough to limit Todd Gurley. He's going to get his. He's going to have 100 yards and a touch. I think that's that's how they get to 13. I'm starting to get a little nervous about A.J. Green, though. i got to be honest. Yeah, you, you have to be. He's one of the premier receivers in the league, and you expect big numbers from him. You know, we talk about, well, Calvin looking more like Calvin. You need A.J. to start looking like A.J. and start getting these numbers. And when you spend first-round picks or or very early second at at the worst to get these guys, you know, you can't go for three catches and whatever, 42 yards, et cetera, et cetera. You need the big play. You need them to come up big like Odell Beckham has been doing. I mean, you throw it up and and they come down with the ball. And and that's what A.J. Green has to do. Andy Dalton has to do his job, obviously, and give him a chance to catch the ball, but A.J. Green has got to overcome uh, some of these tough coverages and start making plays. But, yeah, I, I am concerned a bit. All right, well, let's move okay, on. Okay, one from, more in the chat room here. Diggs or Deshaun Jackson? 
That's got to be Diggs. I got to go Diggs. Uh, Diggs I, is going to be a big. You know, I'm going. Yeah, well, you hate this. I'll go Amendola over Deshaun Jackson <laughs> this week. Yeah, I believe that. Look, uh, Deshaun always had threat for the big play. That's why you had to play him. Even when he was in Philadelphia last year in Washington, I believe he had the long catch last week early in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Diggs is going to be a bigger part of the offense. Uh, you just can't trust Deshaun, quite frankly. It's simple as that. You may give up that big play, but I'll take the risk. Deshaun, or Stephon Diggs has the big play ability while at the same time being a larger part of the offense uh, coming over the middle. We know what Deshaun's role is going to be. But yeah, just exactly. That. So I think higher upside. Get your little pencil out here. Oh, all we, right. have a, we have one with a lot of names. All here. right, let's do it. We need three. All right. Buck Allen. Okay. Rawls. Doug Martin. Oh, my. I like it. D'Angelo. Oh. Ronnie Hillman. Okay. Where? Hillman and – all right, so I'm whacking off Hillman. <laughs> what? Hey, what? I'm, right I'm going Martin, D'Angelo, Rawls. I'm, mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. Yeah, Allen's intriguing going up against yeah, Cleveland, though. Yes, he is. My, my concern there, you sort of saw and it surprised me. Cleveland make a concerted effort two weeks ago before the bye week against the Steelers to take D'Angelo away. And I think that probably with the game plan going in that Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to start, and they never got away from that game plan. Who are you afraid of? You afraid of Matt Schaub? No. You afraid of that receiving core? So I think when a defense, even as bad of a run defense as Cleveland has, when they know that it's coming, they, they can at least limit it. You worry about D'Angelo, that's not a good matchup. Here's why you have to play D'Angelo Williams. I, I wrote it in this in my game preview for uh, fantasygreek.com. Check that out. He's going to be on the field every play, three down. You know, Jordan Todman, uh, who was it? one of the old uh, St. Louis running, running backs. They wrote P. Yeah, one of those dongs. <laughs> There's always 12 of them. I just wish you could see him. Flailing his hands, well, got, trying got, to pick this name out of well, the air. I got Daryl Richardson. I got all these Zach Stacy. Exactly. I got all well, these names the going through, through my so head. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But let's not forget Baltimore's offensive line's banged up. Right. You know, Marlon Brown's gone. That in Cleveland, they're going to stop the run first. Right. They're not going to worry. They're, they're going to stop the run and, and maybe Crockett Gilmore. Right. And, I mean, they're going to make Matt Schaub beat him, and there's nothing better than a pick six from Matt Schaub <laughs> at the most oh, inopportune time. His favorite thing in the world to do. And you saw the, the point I was not so eloquently trying to make. When they thought Jarvis Landry was starting for the Steelers, they designed a game plan to start, shut down D'Angelo Williams, which they did. Now, they didn't adjust when Ben Roethlisberger came in for 300 yards in the first half on them, but they were able to take away D'Angelo. D'Angelo, you have to play even in a bad matchup because he will be on the field for 85% of the offensive plays, and Rawls and Doug Martin are are obvious here. So, yeah, I'm with you there. We're in lockstep once again. All right, let's get moving here. All right, where the heck are we at? New Orleans at Houston. Uh, Give me Houston. New Orleans is is another one of these teams. You keep waiting – to wake up and okay, they're they're rolling. I, I said that what a couple of weeks ago. Right. It looked like oh, it looks like they're they're finally alive. They can still make a little bit of noise, you know, about this wild card situation. Blah blah blah. They just they put up they've given up like nine thousand points in the last two weeks. I Rob Ryan's out right. the door. Give me Houston. I'm going Houston thirty. 
New Orleans 27. Yeah, this should be a bit of a shootout, which is why I held the score down in the 20s a little bit because these obvious shootouts just never work <laughs> out. The difference between New Orleans at home and New Orleans on the road is stunning. There's a lot of teams like that. Washington's that way. But with New Orleans, it is bad. Even even in the Dome in Houston, I think J.J. Watt can get off after Drew Brees. I, I think the Saints move the ball a little bit here. You can still move the ball on Houston. But how do you slow down DeAndre Hopkins with that god-awful secondary? As we talked about with Jersey, now you've got Nate Washington running free, Cecil Shorts. Right. They quietly have one of the better wide receiver cores in the league as, yeah. a, as a total group, especially with the emergence of DeAndre Hopkins. I got Houston 27-24. Wouldn't be stunned if this was a blowout, but this just, this game should be played in the 40s, which means it's going to be played in the 20s with most of the scoring in the fourth quarter. This might be like 9-6 to six at halftime, <laughs> just yeah. when you expect these type of games. Tampa Bay, uh, boy, fun to watch all of a sudden, heading to Indianapolis. Yeah, and this is a very intriguing game. Two teams that, uh, well, I tell you, that's pretty evenly matched. And, you know, with Hasselback, he's undefeated as a quarterback for Indianapolis. He's 3-0. and I think that just may snap today. There's something about Tampa Bay that they're they're believing in themselves, and they're a pretty doggone good team when it gets right down to it. Some of this young talent's coming together. Uh, you know, Winston's taking over as the leader of this team. And um, I like Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be close, 24-23. Yeah, that definitely going to be a close one here. I agree with you. Winston is really, really founded. Easy to say coming off a five-touchdown performance, you can throw about half of that performance out when you're, when you're talking about that Philadelphia defense from last week. Well, you see how good this offense can be, Rick, when you have Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson healthy. Those are two formidable, formidable yeah wide receivers you got Doug Martin looking like the 2012 Doug Martin he could be taken away but he could pop off for 200 at any given point but the thing is the established running game has really asserted Evans and Jackson right has given them the the freedom to get out there and make some plays because they have to stop that run and if Martin's struggling and if the game dictates it needs to be more up-tempo, you can bring in a Sims who's there you go. To be one of the better pass-catching running backs in the league. There's a lot of weapons there offensively. I like uh, – I, uh, I just lost it here. Tampa I'm trying Bay. to find my score. Tampa Bay, 23-16. I think it will be a tight one. Hasselbeck has been walking the tightrope all his starts this year, and I think he finally falls off. What should be the fantasy game of the week, San Diego at Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't know really know what to make of this game, to be honest with you, after watching San Diego uh, against Kansas City last week. They very well could go out and score 35. They should. But, you know, Jacksonville, they're right there in that division hunt. They're right there. They're come off a couple of nice wins. And i tell you what, San Diego's defense certainly – I mean, we talk about the offenses in disarray. Their defense has been nothing – short of rotten all year, too. I think it's going to be close. I'm going Jacksonville, 32, San Diego, 29. How's that? I like it. So we're a little off on the score, but once again, agree on a winner. I hate when this happens. This is bad news for you because I think if we put our records up against each other, you've lapped me twice <laughs> this year in predicting <laughs> these games, so you don't want to be in lockstep with me. I got Jacksonville, 29-17. I don't know – what's going to happen with that San Diego offense. 
Right. They are not, even with all the injuries, as bad as what we saw against Kansas City. Or are they? How do you shut Danny Woodhead down two weeks in a row to a zero when most of the offense is just flipping the ball out to him and him making plays? Antonio Gates is still the best pass-catching tight end I've ever seen. Gronk's, Gronk's getting close, but that's what he does. You get Malcolm Floyd back. So I just don't know, but I, I don't trust it. What I do know is Jacksonville's going to move the ball and Jacksonville's going to be able to score because that San Diego defense has been bad before all these injuries, and then these injuries have made it worse. Give me T.J. Yeldon as a start. Give me both of the Robinsons as a start. And as we heard earlier in the chat room, give me Blake Bortles as a start. Yeah, I'm loading up on my Jacksonville Jaguars this week, which I never thought I'd say on a fantasy show. On a fantasy right. show. So I like Jacksonville 29-17. Interesting game here, Rick. Buffalo and Kansas City both. This is probably a playoff eliminator right here, Buffalo at Kansas City. Yeah, and, and they're both – I don't know. They're, they're similar teams in a way because they're both – can play some defense i just like what kansas city's doing and um you know alex smith seems to be a little more in control of the offense tyrod taylor is a young guy and um you know he, he's a flash there's no doubt about it. he's an extremely great talent out there but i just like what kansas city's doing right now i don't look I, i'm not much of an andy reed guy and but i think he can get them to the playoffs right then they'll lose. They'll promptly lose. Yeah. Right? But I'll take Kansas City uh, 24, Buffalo 17. Yeah, this, this one's very close to me only because of this. Kansas City is a better team. Looks like Kelsey's going to go. Jeremy Macklin's made a big difference. He's a huge upgrade over Dwayne Bowe. <laughs> Understatement alert. Yeah. But you finally have that number one wide receiver they've lacked there since they kept trying to make Dwayne Bowe happen. Alex Smith's playing better. We talk about him as a game manager. He's still scurred to take the deep shot, but he's making some plays. Doesn't seem to matter who's running the rock, west, where. Doesn't seem to matter. They can run the ball. <clears throat> My only hesitation here is how many times in the last 10 years, Rick, even before Andy Reid, has this team started to roll a little bit and you think, huh, Kansas City might be the real deal, and then just go out and completely lay an egg. I would not be stunned if I woke up and read the paper and Buffalo had blown them out, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't like the matchup defensively. I don't like Tyrod Taylor in Arrowhead, which is still a very tough place to play, irregardless of how bad Kansas City is or is not. So I got Kansas City 31-30. I think a bit of a surprising shootout here that comes down right to the end. All right. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Kansas City laying an egg. I mean, it's been – it's been that way basically since Trent Green has left his quarterback, really. I mean, they used to when Vermeil was there. I mean, it was a prolific offense. And, um, you know, he started reinventing the greatest show on turf in Kansas City right. and then retired. But, uh, yeah, and, and they've struggled ever since to be consistent offensively. But, uh, you know, Alex Smith, you know, he's over 2,400 yards passing this year. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of touchdowns out of him. He only has 10, but he can still run. You know, he's got – almost 300 yards rushing this year. So, I don't know. I just like Kansas City in that game. All right. Here's one, Rick. Good luck figuring out either one of these teams, Miami at the Jets. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going uh, I'm going New York 17, Miami 14. Yeah, the Dar Darrell Revis being out had me thinking about Miami for a little bit. Bottom line to me, Miami's just not good enough to go on the road and win a game in New York against that defense, even without Revis. It's just as simple as that. I and guess, let's face it, 
Rivas Island hasn't been all that secluded. Andre Hopkins made him look like a punk I know. It's the first time I have ever seen somebody. People have made plays on him. He got dominated by DeAndre Mm -hmm. Hopkins last week. I don't know if Hopkins is now just that good and Revis is coming back to the pack a little bit. Look, he can still shut you down, but he's not what he once was, and he just got punked by DeAndre Hawkins. Exactly. All right, so let's move on from that. Jets 27-17. Oakland coming across the country, struggling badly, taking on a bad Tennessee team. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. And Look, Tennessee can play some defense. Oakland, we thought could play some really good offense, but they sure haven't been doing much of anything uh, you know, Latavius Murray been shut down in uh, the last three weeks, especially Derek Carr coming back to the pack. He's still a dangerous quarterback, but, um, I tell you what, I'm still going to go Oakland. I think they, um, I think they're a little better team and somewhere along the line, they squeeze one out. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I'm going to Oakland 23, Tennessee 20. Yeah, I think I've said it for three weeks now, but I think Oakland snaps out of it here. We did talk about on the Fantasy Sports Network uh, yesterday, Rick, that we wondered, has Oakland sort of woken – two things. Number one, woken up and realized they're Oakland. Number two, you got these young guys. You got Derek Carr. You got a rookie in Cooper. You got a second-year guy and really a first-year full-time play in Latavius Murray. And we're getting to that point of the year where – there's the separation between college and the NFL in terms of games Are these guys beat up or these guys wore out. I don't know. You, you worry about the defense in Tennessee. I just think Oakland gets it going here a little bit. I wish I had the guts to pull the trigger on an upset, but Oakland is just too good to continue this. I've got them. I've actually got them 33, 27. I think okay. because this should be a seven to six game, I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm playing that game this week, Rick. We have the new – there's a big one for, for supremacy in the NFC East. The Giants head to the nation's capital to take on the Skins. You know, I, I, the Giants have, uh, you know, Pierre Paul back. Didn't have the first time they played Washington. I believe they have Rodgers Cromartie back. Didn't have him the first time. I like the Giants. I, I, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I like the Giants 35, Washington 24. I think it is going to be close, but I, I like the Giants as well. I just don't think Washington has a makeup to win this big game. What keeps it close for me is we, we talked about New Orleans. This, this is the other team in the league that is just Jekyll and Hyde home on the road. Kirk Cousins is so much better at home versus on the road. I just don't think they have enough. He's going to turn the ball over. Their inability or refusal to run the ball, I'm not sure which it is. I, I got the Giants here 24-23. Have we disagreed on a game yet? I don't think we have. Yeah, I'm not sure. That is bad, isn't it? All right. Well, let's move on. San Francisco at home taking on Arizona. I think we're going to agree on this one as well. I'm going 35-13 Arizona. I mean, why explain it? You said 35-13. I got Arizona 34-14. Fade all these picks. (laughs) Fade them all. I mean, we are just – this is disgusting. We haven't talked all week. This just happened. Yep. All right, Rick. Uh, this, this is game of the week, and not just because it's our team. This is the game of the week for me. Seattle at home taking on Steelers coming off the bye. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams coming off a bye you really like. I don't like Pitts coming off a bye. For some reason, they never seemed to be that fresh. And they, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just my imagination, but it always seems like they seem to struggle coming off a bye. However, I still like this offense. I think it's unstoppable. 
when it gets rolling and Ben Roethlisberger's in there. I think Pittsburgh goes into Seattle. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I think uh, Pittsburgh just outslugs them 35-31. <laughs> Here we go again, Rick. I agree with you. That for some reason, I never – Steelers weren't that magical team coming off the bye like it is for so many in the league. Couldn't have come at a better time, though. Right. D'Angelo Williams was dealing with that minor foot issue. Well, we know what's been going on with Ben Roethlisberger. That week off could not have come at a better time. Like we talked about with Jersey, you can get over the top on Seattle this year. I think D'Angelo struggles, but I, he's he's a volume play in terms of fantasy. I, I like Martavis Bryant's option this week. And as they talk about, if you're going to have Richard Sherman shadowing Antonio Brown, you can't stop Antonio Brown. You can contain him, that old cliche, so he may contain him, but Antonio Brown's still going to get his. And if you, you're taking – I hope Todd Haley uses that to to his advantage, is moving Richard Sherman around. It opens things up for a Martavis Bryant. It opens things up for a Heath Miller. If they can keep Ben Roethlisberger upright, which that's the big question, which I think they can just enough to make enough big plays. These slow starts Seattle likes to have – I think that comes back and costs them here. I think Pittsburgh goes up early, holds on 31-30. What should have been (laughs) the game of the year thus far uh, turns into Peyton Manning on the pine with Brock Osweiler at the start and nobody but Tom Brady healthy for the Patriots. In Denver, I think important to note as well. It is in Denver, but we just talked about you know you can't have a general without without troops and soldiers and so forth and, and Brady's down to you know arming the cooks and the bottle washers right now exactly i'm still going new england it, it's a wise play I, it I'm really is i'm still going new england in a close game i think brock osweiler acquits himself nicely i think peyton manning's done i think osweiler at least short term is the future quarterback for Denver yeah how he continues and progresses remains to be seen but I think uh, you know he's going to acquit himself okay in this game but somewhere along the line it's Belichick and I think they find a way to win I am going New England 30 Denver 27 I, I wanted to Rick I just think at some point we talked about earlier you just said it leading that off and it makes sense to say all these things against the Patriots, but they're going to win because that's what the Patriots do. And I tend to agree, but I just have to think on the road against that defense, lacking all those weapons, lacking an offensive line. I think this is finally where New England trips up. Here's what we can agree on, I think, Rick, or maybe we can't. New England is no longer a 16-0 and candidate. No, I agree. I think what better Carolina to lose a game? Carolina is a much more legitimate undefeated candidate. Right. Three weeks ago, no one would have believed that. You would pick them to lose three oh, weeks three straight, weeks and they have demolished yeah. people. The it. defense is Cam better Newton. than Denver's, and Cam Newton's a real deal. Oh yeah, has, he is leading MVP candidate, no for, doubt for about me, that. No, but anyway, getting back to New England, yeah, I agree with you. They've they've got a lot of chinks in that armor. Somebody's just got to get the can opener and get it in there and right. start prying it open. Now, I'm not going to be stunned if you're right on this one and New England finds a way because that's what they do, but I'm going to take the coward's way out. I got Denver 23-17, that defense against that offensive line and lack of weapons, and the Monday night matchup of the year, Rick, the one we have all been waiting for, Johnny Menzel on the bench, the <laughs> Cleveland Brownies at home hosting Matt Schaub, Rick, 
and your Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> ESPN screwed up on that one. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was the uh, fans. <laughs> I don't know what that is, dropping their beer glasses, wishing it was a game. I don't know. But, um, oh, I like Cleveland this game. Look, I mean, I don't like Matt Schaub. I don't like that Forsett's gone. Marlon Brown's out. They're banged up. They are a mess. Cleveland's not very good, but I think they're a lot better with Hoyer in there. And um, I'm going Cleveland 17, Baltimore 9. Yeah, I got 24-16. Quite frankly, I don't know how Baltimore gets to 16, maybe an interception return (laughs) because uh, (laughs) – Because McCann will do that, although you keep on Why do I say Hoyer? Hoyer? All the time I say Hoyer. You want him in Cleveland so bad you can taste it. (laughs) uh, There you go. The the point is taken. All right. It looks like we've got our buddy uh, Scott Fish back this week live. Mr. Fish. What's going on, guys? Sorry uh, sorry I couldn't make it last week. I I tweeted a thank you to you guys and uh, sent you a picture of the poster. Oh man! Well, there was a, another poster. You know, I, I like these. I, I did see that, and I, but we got tied up. And I forgot to go back and look at it. I'm going to pull that up. Oh, I did see that <laughs> earlier. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's the Scott Fish. It's Magic Mike twenty or oh, what is okay. that thirty on ice now featuring Scott Fish. And uh, well, I tell you what, Scott, that, that lifting those uh, soda pop cases have got you ripped, buddy. <laughs> I, I know, man. I know it's. I, I had to I had to diet a lot for that um, Magic Mike XSL on ice. That it's uh, it was good though. It's good. You know I was I was worried taking a week off, thinking that uh, you know when you take a week off, you're worried that uh, the guy you guys will realize you can do the show without me. But then I realized it was you two, and uh, there was no chance of that. No. First of all, we stink, and second of all. With one more person talking and doing some of the work, that's less work we have to do. And at the end of the day, that's what our whole lives are about, is, is getting out of work. So you are safe, Scott. You don't have to worry about that. And, and right. thirdly, Plus, you could be here yeah. or gone, and we're oblivious to the whole world. We wouldn't know <laughs> anyway. You could just talk and ramble, and we'll sit and look out the window. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Oh, see, I figured my calls my my calls are so bad that it makes you guys look good. I thought that's why you have me here. No, that's fourthly. <laughs> there's that too. There's a lot. There's a lot of reasons you're safe. Let's jump right into it. The mailbag is full, and somehow with nothing to talk about this morning, Rick, we went overtime getting into the mailbag. Real simple on this one. First off, Rawls or Doug Martin? Uh, you can't well, bench Martin. And, and why, yeah, I mean, who wonder who the other back is. Yeah, you wish you knew that sometimes. But uh, I'm not going to bench Doug Martin at all. Yeah, it's, it's really tough to bench Martin, even though Rawls has looked like a, a top guy um, when he's, when he's uh, the guy getting the starts. The Steelers have just been so good against fantasy running backs. I suspect it's because teams prefer to pass on the Steelers' secondary as opposed to um, – Run, but uh, yeah, give me give me Martin today. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that unanimous. Rawls is so intriguing, just for whatever reason. At the end of the game, when you look at the stats, the, the running backs. I, I think you're, you you've got it, Scott. You're just you're gonna fling the ball on that Steelers secondary because you can do it. All right, we need a flex and a one running back in a standard league. Rick, get your pen out. We got got it. We got Buck Allen, Chris Ivory, John Brown, 
Tevin Coleman, not Tevin Campbell, Rick, from uh, <laughs> that I made that mistake earlier, or Antonio Andrews. So a flex and a running back. Well, uh, the running back for me is Ivory. I'm not going to bench him in that situation. And i tell you what, playing San Francisco, I just might go John Brown. He's been he's been a little quiet lately, but uh, I tell you what, I love that Cardinal offense. I think I'd throw him in the flex. Yeah, actually, this isn't very close for me. I agree with Rick Briggs. I have Ivory as the as the clear running back because he got uh, the running back and the flex. Uh, I prefer John Brown with, uh, with Carson Palmer there in that uh, night game. Or, no, no, that's a three three o'clock game. But still, uh, in San Francisco, I'll take John Brown. Wow, this. All day with the game picks and now with the mailbag agreeing on everything. I, I thought I was going to be a little outside the box going John Brown the way he struggled lately. Tevin Coleman, not Campbell's interesting, but I, I just can't trust him in this matchup. So, yeah, man, I'm, I hate agreeing on everything. All right, do we start Buck Allen or do we stick with Lamar Miller? Now, I'll be honest with you, going back to the last question, the only other guy really that came into the picture to me was Andrews at home against Oakland. But, you know, I think I'm just going with the Arizona offense because it's much more prolific. I'll give you that one. So, how about this question, Rick? Buck Allen or Lamar Miller? Yeah, I think I might roll with Allen. I'm thinking about it. Lamar Miller's banged up. And, um, you know, Scott Boy's IJE just might (laughs) uh, be able to to help supplement him a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I I think, uh, yeah, I'll agree with Briggs. Yeah, this one's too close for me. I don't want to put myself on Lamar Miller. You know, I'm going to do. I'm going to put myself on Lamar Miller. Everything points at Ajayi wanting. You know, he's going to start taking this over. Miller's banged up. The animals getting away from him. I think this thing still runs through Lamar Miller. I think he, they didn't tell us this was PPR standard, which uh, please do when when you're emailing in. But I, I'm sticking with Lamar Miller here. Better chance at the end zone. I just I'm stuck on. And am I? Am I nuts, Scott? Am I crazy? I am stuck on – you could tell two weeks ago before the bye week that Cleveland's game plan when they thought Jarvis Landry was starting that game was to take D'Angelo Williams out and make the quarterback beat him. Unfortunately for them, it ended up being Ben Roethlisberger who beat them. But they were able to take him away. You have no fear of Matt Schaub. Your plan's going to be to come in and take away the running game, let Matt Schaub throw you two pick sixes and you win the game. I think Allen – He's so intriguing. Anytime you can get a number one back, I just I, – I don't – it's not going to be there. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know. Buck Allen is perfect for that Trustman system. He's he's such a good pass-catching running back. And, and you mentioned uh, Lamar Miller has a better shot at the end zone. I, I, might, I might be the first to disagree with you there just because the Jets have allowed one rushing touchdown this entire season. Right. I, I agree with you there, Scott. I mean, it's uh, it's a tough road to hoe, you know, playing against the Jets in New York, struggling Miami. I, yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with Allen in this uh, one. Lamar Miller Island for me. All right. All right, I need two in a PPR. You might need your pen there. All right. right. Manny Sanders, Landry, Stevie Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Brandon LaFell, and there he's back, Antonio Andrews. Everybody wants to get Andrews in the lineup, and we haven't found a spot for him yet, Rick. So we need two of those. It's a PPR. Two of those PPR. 
Oh boy. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to defer to you, Scott. I got to, I'm going to look at this here a little bit. Well, I, I think I might be PPR. I got to like, I got to like Landry, even against the Jets. Uh, I, I don't know that, uh, He'll always be on Revis Island because Landry moves around. And I think Diggs against Atlanta is the second-best matchup. Um, Andrews is a close third for me here, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Manny Sanders is healthy. If he's healthy and on the field, i got to go with him. So I'm going to go Sanders. Sanders, yeah. <laughs> Sanders, and I'm going to go Stephon Diggs at number two with Landry a close third. You know, I think I'm going to uh, go Landry. And I tell you what, I am going. You want to get Andrews in the lineup, don't you? No, oh. I, I tell you what I'm doing is, is I am going way off track here. And it, okay, is this PPR standard? I PPR. Forget. PPR. I'm going Brandon LaFell. It could be an argument made. He's the I, only weapon they have. I am going Brandon LaFell. I mean, I mean, I know Gronk. It's going to run through him. And, you know, this Denver defense is tough and so forth, but somewhere, somewhere along the line, New England finds a way to score. LaFell seems to have fairly good communication and chemistry with Brady. And I think I'm going LaFell on this one. All right. So all over the place there. So, uh, listener, you'll just have to uh, pick who, who, who you prefer, which we know is me, and go that what? direction. Once again, interesting fact on Denver. They've only allowed one wide receiver touchdown this year as well, same as the Jets. Or Jets with Reynolds. That's that's a crazy stat in such a passing league. Yeah, that that's actually stunning. I wow. Yeah, it really is. There's no question about that. All right. Well let's jump in. We need one in a PPR league. D'Angelo, Geo, or where? Hmm. Well, if, if you're going for the highest upside, That's my I think I think where is my highest upside play of those. Um, just just based on what we saw last week, it's in Kansas City. Uh, but uh, I think the safest option is probably uh, D'Angelo Williams. Um, he's just going to get a ton of carries. Geo, you never know how much he's going to get. I, I, I think D. Will is the safest, but if, you, if you're really stretching for points, I'd throw Ware in and, and pray. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with D'Angelo here just based on volume. It's going to be tough sledding, but he's going to get enough work that, that one big run, which can happen, one big pass play, which can certainly happen, keeps D'Angelo Williams about where you expect, around 100 yards of total offense, and, and you hope for the end zone. I, I think Geo's too much of a risk. Where, where's intriguing? I just wonder if West goes, do they try and force the ball to him a little bit? So I'm going to go. I'm going to chicken out here and go D'Angelo, just purely based on volume. Yeah, I'm going D'Angelo too. I, I think Geo's probably my second. I, I just don't like this uh, matchup against Kansas City. I don't like it against St. Louis either. But I think Cincinnati's just a much better team than the Rams. Now, here, but I'm still going D'Angelo. All right. Now, here's one that shouldn't be a question, but based on matchups and what we saw last week, it is in a standard flex, so non-PPR, Rick, Alfred Blue or Woodhead? I got to go Woodhead. I mean, we talked. I, I don't like what San Diego's doing, but if there's a team to wake up against and Jacksonville's improving, I understand that. They got to score some points against Jags, right? 
I mean, and you would think. So I got to go Woodhead in this situation. They've got to have something back on track a little bit this week, even if they lose. I've got to go Woodhead. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, the the Saints have actually been pretty good against running backs for the last four or five weeks. I don't think they they may have allowed a receiving touchdown, but no rushing touchdown. So, uh, and I'm still worried about Grimes coming in and splitting. I think this is going to be a, a much more of a passing game for Houston today. So um, I'd rather have Woodhead. Back on the island, I am on Alfred Blue Island. That Saint or the New Orleans defense is so god awful bad. I point you simply back to what Washington and Kirk Cousins and Thompson and Morris and Jones and I think they combined put seven hundred yards rushing between the three of them doing. But you always want to see what these teams do when they get a new coach or a new coordinator. They still in there. They and, uh, They're terrible. They're awful. Alfred Blue Island for your boy. All right. Lots of Woodhead questions this week, Rick. Pick two in a PPR flex. Woodhead, Gore, Lamar Miller, Ronnie Hillman. I'm going Woodhead and Hillman. Hillman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott's mocking you. He's That's laughing. fine. As he should. I, I'm, I'm not mocking. I just heard those names, and my first instincts were um, – were the other two, Gore and uh, – <laughs> I, already, I already forgot what the other one was. Gore and – Was PPR? Uh, yeah, PPR. It's where, where to go. I mean, I, I, just in – Woodhead, Gore, Miller, Hillman. If you put PPR yeah. down, I mean, look, they've they've struggled, but Danny Woodhead still leads all backs in receiving. you got to go Woodhead. And um, I don't know. To me, Hillman is just a better back in Denver, and I think he's going to be – Able to have a little bit of room. I, I'm not crazy about that matchup with Gore against Tampa Bay, so I'm going Hillman. It's, you know, Frank Gore's a very close third. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think all four of these are really close, and any combo is viable. I just thought it was funny that you picked the two that were not the two I first thought of. I just thought that was funny just right off the bat. Um, kind of that kind of, but, kind of week this week. Yeah, that, but all four are pretty close. But I, I think I would leave Gore and Miller. Um, so I have, I would have Miller one, Gore two, uh, Woodhead two A, like right behind him. So, so, so we're we're a little closer, Scott. I, I've got on this list. I got Miller one. I got Woodhead two A two and Gore two A. So. We're kind of close there, just in the PPR. I'm not going to give up on Woodhead quite yet. So, so listener, tune into CBS or somebody and try <laughs> and figure this one out. I All right, know. basically the same question, only we're throwing uh, Coleman in there. This is a standard, though, a non-PPR. We got Coleman, Gore, and Hillman. I'll throw out Coleman. Well, you can only have one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to have to go Gore. In the, well, no, in standard, yeah, I'm going Gore in standard. All right. Yep, Gore for me on that one too. I, I get, the Vikings' run beat has been pretty solid all season until that Lacey game, really. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Gore. I'll make it unanimous. I'm just I'm not messing with Denver, and I'm not buying Tevin Coleman, not Campbell. Who would you flex? They don't, and this would be important, but they don't give us whether it's PPR or not. Chris Johnson, Buck Allen, or Legarrette Blunt. I'll tell you what, I am going Chris Johnson 
I think either way, that matchup against San Francisco is pretty juicy, and I think I'm going Chris Johnson. Did he say PPR in this thing? They didn't. They didn't tell us, and I, I wish they would have on this one. I think it would okay. make a difference. Well, please, PPR, always, I think I would, please it, do. It's another one A one B for me. PPR, I might lean Buck Allen because uh, they got to give it to someone on that offense, and I feel like it's going to be Buck Gilmore and uh, Allen. Uh, Buck Gilmore and uh, Aiken. Uh, so PPR, I think I'd take Buck. Standard, I think I'd take Cal, uh, Chris just because I think he's going to get a pretty big workload. Yeah, I think it, it's either way for me. I think it's Chris Johnson. You can make the argument for Allen and a PPR, but I'm going to go with Chris Johnson here. Here's a tough one, Rick, and this is going to kill you. Your two favorite quarterbacks in the league, Phil Rivers or Derek Carr? <sighs> I got a good Carr. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. You know what? I think maybe I, I, I'll defer against that. Tennessee's pretty tough defensively against the pass. I, we just said, you know, San Diego's got to wake up somewhere along the line. I'm going to go Phil Rivers. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Rivers as well. Tennessee's actually pretty good against the pass and the run. I think they're a very underrated defense right now. Um so I'm I'm also going Rivers. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna make a question in the chat too. Oh, Rick, hop on it. I'll bet all right. what's going on in the chat room. Now. I have not uh looked in there. All right, there we go. Mike Evans, John Brown, Martavis Bryant need two. I'm going to go – Evans is clear there. Uh, I don't know if it's standard PPR. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to go Evans. Bryant, John Brown's tough. I'm going to go Bryant. I just think if they're trying to shadow Antonio Brown, Bryant's going to pop for a long one. So, I'm going to go that. I'm going to sit John Brown down. That's tough, though. Yeah, it is tough. But I, I'm going w- – yeah, Martavis Bryant, he's big, strong. I like this kid. And it's him and Evans. Yeah, I think – it sucks that uh, Vontae Davis is back for the Colts, so I think Mike Evans has the potential to be a bust this week, uh, but I'm still probably going to start Evans and Bryant. Uh, I like, I like the, I actually like the matchup of Martavis Bryant on um, Kerry Williams against Seattle. I mean, he's given up a couple of big games recently to uh, – oh, now I'm, now I'm forgetting who, but he's, he's given up a couple of big games uh, recently, so uh, give me Evans and Bryant. All right, so back in agreement, finally. We need – these guys just keep coming up, Rick. So now we need two in a PPR, Woodhead, Buck <laughs> Allen, or Jeremy Hill. Now, I think the PPR makes this one pretty yeah, easy for me. for me, it's easy, Woodhead. I, I, yeah, oh, Buck. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, kidding. Woodhead and Buck Allen for yeah, me. Yeah, and a PPR, certainly. I assume you're there as well, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy there for me. Yeah, it's fine. Just Woodhead and Allen over and so let's take a break from from those two. This is intriguing here: Michael Floyd, Jeremy Macklin. Michael Floyd. Yeah, not Malcolm. Michael. Okay. So I'm going Michael you know, Floyd. I like the Cardinals, and I love the matchup against San Francisco. Yep, I'm with Briggs. I I really like Michael Floyd for a, a potentially decent game. I, I think Michael Floyd scored in his last four games that he was healthy, too. So, um, I like Michael Floyd getting back with Carson Palmer today. I think that's the tiebreaker for me is, is just Floyd's nose for the end zone lately. Here's the concern. If we think 
that John Brown's going to have a big game. It seems to have been an either or for those guys. Now, a lot of time based on health, I'll grant you. That's where my concern with Floyd comes in. Is if John Brown goes out and has a big game, Floyd tends to step to the background because you know Larry Fitzgerald's going to get his eight, nine, ten, twelve grabs. The, the way that offense has been running this year, you don't know who's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, we've talked a lot about John Brown, which makes me nervous about Michael Floyd. But for me, this is Floyd. I just, if I can avoid it, I don't like messing with that Kansas City offense, especially against Buffalo, who I, I think could, if they decide they've got to yeah, take yeah. somebody oh, yeah, away, City, yeah. you, you can you can take a Macklin out. So we are starting, this is a PPR. We're starting Allen Robinson for sure. A.J. Green or Brandon Cooks for a wide receiver, too, with in parentheses. I can't believe this is even a decision. But we talked about A.J. Green earlier, Rick. Yeah, and, and you know what? Neither one of them have a real great matchup. Cincinnati's playing St. Louis, New Orleans, the Houston. I got to go A.J. Green. I think they're a much better team. And, you know, I mean, A.J. Green's one of these premier guys. Uh, he can wake up at any time. Uh, and I got to ride him. Yeah, I'm not benching AJ Green. By the way, Rick Briggs, did you just text me during the show? <laughs> yeah, I just did that. <laughs> he, he sent me an <laughs> inside slant. I text him no. <laughs> I wonder who you're, you're messing with your phone while there's questions in the chat room. I wonder who you were talking. Well, I'd rather throw darts at Scott than answer because questions. Because the only person outside of your household who I can see in the security cameras are all downstairs that you speak to is me. Yeah. So I couldn't for the life of me figure out who in the hell you were texting. <laughs> Well, I haven't irritated Scott in two weeks. All right, well, keep, keep <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going to go A.J. Green here. Cooks, anytime you pick against him, he burns you, but you just can't trust him here. All right, so this email emailer is 8-3 and three and in a three-way tie for first place. Need this win badly. Would it be insane to start Russell Wilson over Tom Brady? Uh, he adds parenthetically, he's a Pats fan, by the way, and he's already got Russell Wilson in as his starter. No, it's not insane, but I don't want to be benching Tom Brady. I mean, here's a guy, and we talked about, yeah, he's lost a lot of weapons and everything. He still passed for 3,320 yards, 25 touchdowns, four picks. I'm going Tom Brady. Well, I, th- I think I agree. I think I'm. I can't bench Tom Brady, even though the Broncos are, you know, top three in the league against, you know, quarterbacks or whatever. Um, I I just can't bench Tom Brady. Russell Wilson, I just don't completely trust him all the time. Oh man, that's that's. I can I can understand because my my mom can throw against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, but I I think I'll still stick with Brady. I, it's not stupid. Wilson, I just I couldn't do it. I'm going. I'm going to make one point uh, to to the listener. Hopefully he's listening or the emailer. I mean, Tom Brady. I, I'm just looking at our league of consequence uh, scoring leaders. Tom Brady's number one. Russell Wilson's 17 right. out of quarterbacks. Not only, dear listener, are you not insane? I am with you. I am starting Russell Wilson here. Remember the good old days. 10 years ago when Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls and he wasn't even thought of as a fantasy quarterback. He was an afterthought. He can win football games that way. He has to win football games that way. Not only can Scott Fish's mom throw on the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary, 
We saw Jenny, Johnny Manziel come up just short of 400 yards against that Steelers secondary. This is Russell Wilson, and for me, it's not even close except for the fact that the other guy's name is Tom Brady. Statistically, from a fantasy football perspective, this is Russell Wilson, and it's just not even close for me. It's just simple as that. You're wrong. Now, notice I said that loud and while everyone was quiet. So if I'm right, I can cut that out and replay it on the show. There's a (laughs) method to my madness. But I do, Rick, I think we know Tom Brady can go into this game manager mode. We, do, do you see a scenario, both of you guys, do you see a scenario where Tom Brady throws for 300 yards yeah, and three touchdowns? I, do. I don't see it. I do, to because who? Tom Brady can shred anybody. It's just, it's just that simple. Yeah, I mean, Scott made the point. And you can say it about some of these other other teams. You know, well, this defense is number two against the pass. This defense is number five against the pass. But not against the Patriots. Not against Tom Brady, they're not. So I'm going Tom Brady. I don't even know what to say to all this. This is just <laughs> this is just impressive. This argument. I uh, I I understand your point, but uh, Fleeger, I just I can't bench Tom Brady. He's he's he steps up all the time, and he has these 30-point weeks. Wilson does not have a lot of those 30-point weeks, but if he was going to do it, this is probably a pretty good week to do it. And Johnny Manziel, I, I'm, I'm going to end this one on that. In, so I, in our League of Consequence scoring I'm not system, talking about the last I don't 15 care. weeks. I'm talking about this yeah, week. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're an idiot. You're wrong. You don't bench <laughs> Tom Brady, period. I just did. Have a seat. Good. Uh, Good. Oh, I can't wait. Can't to wait till this, this week. Yeah, there's a game I'm now all of a sudden looking forward to. So I'm guessing after all that passion, not, neither one of you are, are going to pull the trigger <laughs> on uh, Brian Hoyer over uh, Tom Brady. No. <laughs> God. I'm thinking about it. I don't have the guts, to do it, but I'm thinking about it. Wow. Well, that, is, that is that is right there. Now, I won't have the stones to do that one, but that one's close to me, which is why I think Russell Wilson's obvious. The second part of that question, though, uh, Landry, Michael Floyd, or Crabtree won't need one of those in a half-point PPR. Landry, Michael Floyd, Michael Crabtree. Well, Hmm. for me, Crabtree is still Mr. Consistently Decent. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to go with him. And I'm going to go with the upside of Michael Floyd this week. And I'm going to bench Landry, who might get – I don't know that he'll get Revis all day, but he might get a healthy dose of Revis. So I'm going to bench Landry. I tell you what, it's very close. You can make a case for any of these guys. I think I'll go with Scott. I think very it's very close, but I think I'm going to uh, bench Landry as well. All right, yeah, I'm with you there. I will go, uh, yeah, I'll look at that. It's 1130, Rick, my goodness. So let's get one more in here. Okay. Half point PPR, need one. Your boy LaFell, Travis Benjamin, or Sammy Watkins? With all my ranting and raving, I'm going Brandon LaFell. I don't think you have any choice because Tom Brady's about to throw for 600 yards, apparently. No, he's going to throw for Tom Brady Day. Simple as that. Yeah, I think I'm also going to go LaFell. I think it's. I think Benjamin's really close. I think Benjamin might be safer than LaFell, uh, but I think LaFell could hit what Benjamin hits, and and he has potential for a, a pretty big game with everybody on that team injured. 
Well, I'm a lonely guy today with with you two jokers. I'm going Benjamin here. Don't don't trust LaFell. He is intriguing that he's really the only downfield option. I get that, but I think Denver knows that as well. I don't think you're going to let Brandon LaFell beat you. So I'm going to go with Travis Benjamin here. Well, we are out of time as there's apparently some type of drag race taking going on outside <laughs> of the studio here. Scott, thanks so much for joining us, even though uh, you're, you're on uh, Mr. Briggs' side this week. You were texting during the show. Well, the last time, teaming up against the last me time and, Scott and I put you on, on islands, it was Geno Smith Island. <laughs> I think we know who was correct. Well, I think I'm in better company this time with Russell Wilson than with Geno Smith. But, Scott, we appreciate it. Why don't you take a second to tell everybody where to find you? Oh, thanks, guys. And, and for your don't, don't joke, you know it's a drag race outside your studio, and you are actually going to join them in a little bit. I, I know you. Absolutely. Two wheels, buddy. Two wheels down uh, the mean streets of Harrisville, <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania. A Schwinn 26 <laughs> pedal bike. Nice. At Scott Chris 24, and it was uh, very good being right with uh, Rick Briggs all day today. Uh. My, uh, likewise, Scott. All right, Scott. Well, we appreciate it, man. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. See you, Scott. All right. Well, oh, man. Now now I can find myself rooting for Russell Wilson against my Steelers this week, Rick. This is a bad spot to be in. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, bearing with us. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving gearing up for those playoffs. Hopefully, uh, you can muddle through the mess that that mailbag was, and we can help you out a little bit. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, stay uh, tune into the Fantasy Sports Network. You can find them, uh, what is that, fantasysports.com. Sportsnetwork.com. Yeah, fantasysportsnetwork.com. And, uh, you know, listen to our show, and we will be back next week. Next week, sometime. Yes, indeed. Hunting season here in Western PA, so that may be a fluid That's situation. True. Yeah. Right up till kickoff at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Until Wednesday, presumably. We'll see you. Take care. Yeah.